You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. Praise God. We should all encourage people who are living the right way in spite of what society is saying. Now, the truth is this. Culture is the aggregate of a people's values, which is simply what do they clap for and what do they boo? Okay? In our time, believers, sing Christians who are believers, are beginning to wink at, you know, single ladies having children, you know, at a particular point in their lives, and people feel it's okay. Okay? Now, she's saying that encouragement should be given to those who, no matter the age, no matter the status, keep it by the book. Praise the Lord. Keep it by the book. And I I think it's the least it should be taken for granted because, you see, the scriptures, it hasn't been amended. There is no fifth amendment to the Bible. Praise the Lord. Jesus Christ, the same word. Today and forever. He said, I'm the Lord, I do what? I change not. The scriptures has not been amended. And the standards of the world, we are told that in the last days, the world will become perilous. So the standard of the world will go down. But he never said the standard of the world will come down. So the challenge for you and I is to continue to stand, to support and appreciate and applaud those who are standing. And that's why here we make it a point of duty. We want wonderful things, nice things, unquote, beautiful things to happen. But you see, they are not the goals of our faith. They are not the goals of our faith. Let's not be carried away. We have surrendered our lives to Jesus Christ who has come to establish a kingdom. On Sunday, we said a kingdom is the king and his domain. It's a different world altogether. When you belong to a kingdom, the values of that kingdom becomes your values. What the kingdom celebrates becomes what you celebrate. And you look at the New Testament, there is no prayer for marriage there. Praise the Lord. There is no prayer for fruit of the womb. Now, I'm married and I pray for you every day for you to get married. Praise the Lord. I have children. I pray for you to have children. But you know what? A lot of those things are secondary. They're not the core. So for you to compromise the primary because of the secondary is not wise. Praise the Lord. It's not wise. And why is that so? Because a lot of people have taken the scriptures. You know, people study scriptures and they say they're pulling out points to be able to get the secondary. But there's a primary. Praise the Lord. And the Captain of the kingdom, our commander has told us this is how it will work. Seek first what? My kingdom and his righteousness and then I will settle you. You see, some of these things, okay, this is midweek, so we can actually go deep. You know, when you sit down, as the enemy, you know, assaults us with some of this harassment of the pressures that are around us, let's also from time to time actually look at reality and ask ourselves, do you think is every married woman that... Do you know there are married women that are wishing they are single? Do you know there are people that have children that are wishing that they didn't have those children? Do you know there are people that have money that are saying to themselves, if they knew, they wouldn't even have this money? Do you understand? 
You see, the devil is such a liar. That's why some of these things, everybody should experience it. Some people, the trouble they're in, their family members have arranged kidnappers. They kidnap them, they kill them. Close relatives. If they were not as rich as they were, they wouldn't be betrayed by those people. Do you understand? We look at life and we just allow the enemy to speak to us. That's why we must continue to go into the world, go to the house of God. You see, these things, the psalmist experienced it. He said, I would have lost that. I, fe- I said, I looked at the prosperity of the wicked. But when I went into the house of God, what did I do? I saw their end. Praise the Lord. I saw their end. There are cases in Nigeria recently over the past few years where women have killed husbands. Husbands have killed their wives. You know, what are you talking about? Do you know God, whether God is keeping you so that somebody won't kill you in the bedroom? Not arm robber. Somebody you kissed before you went to bed. Do you understand? Let me tell you, the Christian must believe that God loves him infinitely. And every temptation must be subjected to pass through that bar. Because all the enemy says is God loves them better than you. Because you don't have this. But if you establish that the love of God for you has no comma, it cannot be improved upon. And it's very simple. The Bible says God commended his love to you. That while you were yet sinner, not when you became, for some of us that are married, we remind God, I've kept myself. Even when you were not keeping yourself, he sent his son Jesus to do what? To die for you. To die for you. He commended that love. If God did that for you when you were a sinner, before you even knew you needed salvation, what do you think that is good he will not give to you? It was last Wednesday that we looked at the passage that says, Ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find, knock and the door shall be open. It says, if we earthly fathers know how to give good gifts, you know, if a son asks the father for bread, will he give him stone? If he asks for fish, will he give him serpent? If he asks for egg, will he give him scorpion? So if we know how to give good gifts, how much more shall our father give us? Then uh, Matthew said, give us good things. Luke says, give us the Holy Spirit. Is there any believer that doesn't have the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is told us is the promise, the promise of the Father. The Holy Spirit, we are told, is the seal of our salvation. They didn't say husband is the seal of your salvation. They didn't say children is the seal of it. They didn't say prosperity is the seal of your salvation. The Holy Spirit. And we learned a few Sundays, they say rejoice in the Lord. Always. Where are you to rejoice? Is it on your wedding dress? No. Rejoice where? So I will not teach you put wedding dress in front of your house every day you look at it. No. Praise the Lord. You look into the scriptures. You find joy in the word. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He's my God. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous, they run into it and they are what? He is my safety. He is my security. He is my joy. He is my everything. Yes. And the lift of my, he is. That's the promise we have as believers. Praise the Lord. If the Lord wishes to bring some of these things, beautiful. But we won't lose sleep over it. You know, we, we, we allow ourselves to be deceived. I'm telling you. We allow ourselves. How many of us are over 50 here? Okay, over 40. 
let me appeal to experience. Take 25 years out of your life when you were 15. Look at the people you envied, people that you thought that if God just made you like them, hmm, he would have finished all his job as God. Do you want to be like them today? You can remember some people, eh? You know, it's simple. Now, we are talking of time. We are talking of 25, 30 years ago. Imagine in eternity. Tell your neighbor, don't regret what God is doing in your life. You don't know what is working for you. Some people, their spouses are taking them to hell. I'm not saying those things are bad, no. But don't get it out of the wheel. The lady never measured on this side God's goodness and on this side what? No. And you know, part of the problem is that, you know, there are so many good actors. You know, people can act and act and act. And social media is not helping. Do you think that everybody looks like the picture they see? How many of us see me now? By the time they take my picture and Photoshop and Photoshop and Photoshop, if, if you see the picture, you won't see the pimples that you... That. And then everybody's picture. Do, do you know that people upload the picture? They take 15 pictures, they upload one. And then you're becoming depressed based on one over 15. You think that's the way they are? The person try this smile. Say, no, I don't like it. Say, smile again. Smile. So, then they say this smile I like. They put it. They say, look at her. She's enjoying life. No, it's one out of 15 that she posed for. And you lie down on your bed. See how happy. See how, how happy Clara. And then Clara and the husband will just pose like this. They'll, they'll just pose like this. And they'll take the picture. And you just see like that. You forget that before the picture there was Wahala. After the picture there was... Even as you're looking at the picture there's Wahala in their house. But you don't know. You say Clara, Clara and uh, John. Do you understand? No, nobody, nobody puts their worst picture. The person lives 24 hours in a day. They freeze one millisecond and you're killing yourself because of it. Deliver yourself now. Praise the Lord. Remember growing up, you know, everybody that goes abroad, they go to car park, lean on one car and take picture and say, you say, see how this brother is enjoying in America. One second out of his 15 years in America, you see one picture, you think he's enjoying. You've not seen where he's washing dead body. Praise the Lord. Brethren, let us not tempt the Lord. The Lord is good to us. The believer has no reason to wonder about God's love. Not with anything that the world throws around us. Praise God. If you follow the news, international news, a lot of this, even the VP of um, Disney World, a lot of them are being charged, you know, as pedophiles. And you're wondering, these men have everything. You see, evil will not let anybody go through. The greatest gift anybody can have in this world is to become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. There's nothing else. There's nothing else. Presidents of World Bank, the other time, a few, five, six years ago, president of World Bank was raping a, a, hotel, a hotel cleaner. And you'd think it's money that will solve your problem. Money will just enable you to carry out that problem to the extreme. But the church is not celebrating what we should celebrate. If pastors are getting angry that their names are not being listed as the fifth richest. I saw one that wrote, he said now that they should go and write that he can afford so so every day. How can that be the boast of someone who is following this kingdom? Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher. Who for the joy that was said, the joy that was where? Said before, not the joy that was in his pocket. 
or his bank account. Praise the Lord. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of what? No rep- as long as we are here, we are making ourselves of no reputation. Brethren, every believer has somewhere he's going. It's those who are not going somewhere that won't load. Everything we are carrying here, we've said is equipment, is to help us to do more work so that we can get a better reward there. Jesus our Lord said, lay not for yourself treasures where moth, rust, and thieves break in and steal. That's not what we're looking for. Our job here, he says, you shall be what? Witnesses to me. If the prosperity will help you to be, yes, let it be. But let it point people to him. Not point people to you. Let it point people to him. Praise the Lord. Everything is clear. So, but when we allow this thing seep in, it brings depression. You're just looking at your life. You think your own world is the worst. And why is it the worst? You're in health. You know, the other day I, I saw on television an oxygen plant. Initially, when I saw it and I saw gas cylinders, I said these people made a mistake that it must be cooking gas plant. You know, because you see, oxygen. How many of you have bought oxygen before? But you see, people are living on paid oxygen, manufactured oxygen. But you've never bought oxygen, but God is not fair to you. Oxygen plant, it was later that I realized because I saw it, it was part of a hospital. Okay? Later I realized that really this is oxygen. This oxygen that we're taking like this. They have to manufacture it for some people who need it in the hospitals. And we have it free of charge, but it won't count. We won't remember that. Praise the Lord. We as believers must bask in the knowledge that God is good. Praise the Lord. God is good. One of the best things I've heard a pastor say, and it was that Pastor Tony, a pastor that said, he said it many years ago. He said if God does not do anything for him again, he has already done enough. Until the believer comes to that realization, the devil will be kicking you around. Just that you were alive until you heard the gospel of Jesus and got saved. Do you know the transition? We who were once darkness are now light. Praise the Lord. Your name has been washed away from the list of those who are going to hell. Your name is now registered in the book of life. Do you know what it means? Ordinary to attend a dinner party. If you get there and they say, what's your name? You mention, they see it and strike it at number 17. You feel, how many of you, you feel like this? Because your name is on the guest list. Number 17, you're going to eat rice. But the Bible says your name is registered in heaven. Praise the Lord. You are VIP, expected in heaven. With full protocol, with your mansion ready. Praise the Lord. We are blessed. Hallelujah. We are blessed. You know, God will help us really to celebrate what the kingdom is about. And relate to people. We learned that here. Relate to people not based on the things of the world. Relate to people based on their relationship with Christ and with the brethren. That's what will make the difference. So you come in here, you know that this is your father's house. This is where you belong. Nobody addresses you based on the car you came with or the clothing you're putting on. No. We are citizens of a great kingdom. Praise the Lord. Okay, let, let's, let's try and learn one or two things as we go on tonight. So we, we started to look from Luke 13 on Sunday, 
And we looked at verse 10 down to 17. We'll read verse 15 and 16. Jesus here had healed a woman on the Sabbath. And the ruler of the synagogue was not happy with him, was indignant. And he said to the crowd, there are six days on which you can come to this Sabbath and be healed. In fact, he said, the way he put it here is that there's verse 14. But the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation. We are reading Luke 13, 14 now. Because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath. And he said to the crowd, there are six days on which men ought to walk. Therefore, come and heal on them and not on the Sabbath day. You see, to the ruler of this synagogue, healing was work for God. But I don't know any mother here who, you know, cleaning the baby or anything, will call it work. It's a delight, isn't it? Feeding your baby, taking care, is a delight, it's not work. Our Lord Jesus Christ says it's not good to take the children's bread and to give. It's not work for him, it's his delight. He's a father. Praise the Lord. So this man, all from the background, had a wrong perspective to the whole thing. He said there are six days that men ought to work. He said, come on those days and walk. But Jesus was not seeing it as work. The Bible says how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with what? With holy, and he went about, what you're doing going about is it work? It's just you. Praise the Lord. So that's the man's perspective on it. And what we are learning now is that as we love the Lord, as we are his, doing good will not be work for us. How do you know that doing good won't be work for you? You see, when you do it and people are thanking you, you're wondering, what are you thanking me for? It's me. Praise the Lord. I don't need an applaud. And like someone said, if you want to feed the poor, feed the poor. If you want to do movie, then take camera while you're feeding the poor. You don't need, you know, people give five people food and you see it on Facebook. Here I am feeding the poor. If you were poor and they were feeding you and they put it on camera, will you be happy? Huh? Okay, so doing good for the Christian shouldn't be work again. You share with a brother, you bless a brother, you bless a sister, you encourage someone, you give them money, you love on them. Whatever it is, it's not work. It should flow out of you. Praise the Lord. It should flow out of us. Okay, so he thought it was work and he said there are six days to do that. But the Lord answered and said to him, Hypocrite, does not each one of you, each one of us on the Sabbath, lose his ox or donkey from the store and lead it away to water it? So, ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, think of it, for 18 years, be loosed from this bone on the Sabbath? We picked from here and we followed from it today that Jesus was making a statement to this man, correcting something that is common with many of us, including myself. He said to him, if it was a thing that you had personal interest in, you wouldn't want it to be kept till another day. He said, does not each of you lose a stall or ox on the same Sabbath and lead it to feed? In fact, they said at this time, at the time Jesus came, that the Pharisees, because you see, what happened was that as time went on, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, who were masters of the laws of God, he said they were detailing the laws and breaking it down to the point that the laws of Sabbath they had extra 200 or so or 500 regulations added to it, how you break it down. Even when we went to Israel, even the lift, some of the lifts on Sabbath, you don't press any button. The lift is programmed on Sabbath because if you press a button to the stair you're going, you have walked, you have broken the Sabbath. I'm telling you, so the lift works automatically for that day. For that particular Sabbath, it stops at every floor. 
and opens at every floor so that when you go, your hand will be like this. If I were not born again, I would have tried taking someone's wallet on that Sabbath. Let me know whether they'll still remain like this. Just take the person's wallet. You'll just be looking at you. Let me know whether they'll bring out Jackie Chan and fight me. Anyway, so to the point that I said, even on Sabbath, if you want to spit, it was unlawful to spit on the dust. Because if you spat on the dust, the spit will move some of the soil. And that will be plowing. So that, but you can spit on the rock. If you see a rock by the wayside, you hold the spit until you see rock. Then you spit. But if you spit, <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's, that's how, how, how the devil occupied them with what didn't make sense. Praise the Lord. But we look at these things and we must not forget that human beings are the same. The devil is the same. So we must also look at our lives and be sure that we are not emphasizing on the minor and ignoring the majors. Very important for us in this time. What are the things that are so important to us? Okay, let's be sure that there are not things that will amuse the generation that is coming after us if Jesus tarries. Anyway, so this was what was important to you. But Jesus said, if it was your own. And the first thing I want us to pick from here tonight is this. God is the creator. God is the owner of everything in this world and everybody. So in this sense, we can have compassion on those who are fighting for the planet in some way because the planet is still God's own. We can have compassion on animal rights you know, activists because all animals, even the way some people treat animals, you will see that there is wickedness in them. Praise God. I mean, they're not human beings, but at least for being created in the image of God, you, you shouldn't treat the animal like that. You see someone is passing. He sees a little cat, a little dog. He'll just kick it. The thing will jump and fly and fall. And you're just wondering, what did the cat... I can understand you kick, kill cockroach. Praise God. You'll kill rat. Oh, my God. said we shouldn't kill any of them. It's okay. I mean, people are keeping rats as pets now. So, anyway. So, God is the creator. God is the owner of everything in his world so even property i heard a scripture today it was proverbs i can't remember the chapter but it says a slothful man and um how, how does it is the same thing as someone who vandalizes things you see the proper behavior proper maintenance you get up from a chair adjust it like her brother said you pass a place that is clean don't litter it for if it's not your house it's somebody's house do you understand what we are seeing from there? Jesus was saying, you know how to take care of your own. Praise God. You're passing, you see something that is wrong. Because it's not your own, you pass. But what we're learning now is that we are kings and priests unto our God. And our God owns everything. He's in tra- everything is his own. Everybody is his own. Praise God. So part of this doing good, that's what helps us. Because you look at something and say, ah, no, what is it? Is it not a church property or is it not government property? I don't even know who owns it. You don't know who owns it. Your God owns it. And because your God owns it, you are a child of God and as a representative of God also. Owns it also. That's why the Bible says, he that is not faithful in another man's own. He says, who will commit to him his own? Who will commit to him his own? Some of us can love children that we know. But children that we don't know, they are like eh, mosquitoes to us. Come on, umaka, sebapo. But every child, they say monkey no fine, monkey no fine. In mama what? Uh-huh. 
Every child is God's own. Every child has a mother. You see, these are things that bring the anointing. When you see as God sees, the ruler of the synagogue was seeing these people. You're disturbing us. But his store, you know, his ox, he'll take care of it. So Jesus was teaching us that. No, you are a child of God. Praise the Lord. Even if you don't have to, like we said on Sunday, you don't have to do at least prayer, say a prayer. Okay? So ownership. God owns everything. And if we, or since we are his children, we must identify with him in that. That sense of ownership. You belong the office where you're working. The Bible says we should pray for the peace of Jerusalem. For what? They shall prosper that love it. You're working in an office and you and your colleagues, you can't wait for that office to close down. Your boss, wicked man, everything bad there, but it's your office. That office, as long as you're there, you're God's representative there. You must seek to the prosperity of that office. No matter how wicked the boss is. Because the Christian does not serve his boss. The Christian serves Christ. Praise the Lord. The Christian doesn't serve his boss. We are the Lord's bond servants. And everywhere we put is secondary. Praise the Lord. So ownership, very important. We see with the eyes of God. That's what Jesus was saying. And then he went forward on the second one and now said, So ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, pushing it further now. So this woman is not your child, but she's a child of God. And then he raised the other point, which is even more severe. He says, whom Satan has bound. You know, the thing in human relations is this. Something can happen, and it doesn't mean much to you. But when they tell you, or something can be said. Say somebody, say, look at, pastor, look at his, yeah, yeah, um, okuro, okuro, here, here, or head, okay? And I'll just laugh. But now you mention one person that is the one who said it. All of a sudden, I'll push it. I'm ready to fight. What has happened is not what was said. Is who said it? Jesus said, whom? He said, this woman has been suffering for 18 years. And look at who is behind it. Praise the Lord. That's what should provoke us to anger. Anything we can find Satan in. Because the Bible told us, it said, for this reason, the Son of God was manifested, that he might do what? Destroy the works of darkness. He says, the thief does not come but to what? To steal, to kill. You see, these are things that provoke the anointing. You look, you know that the devil is the one doing this thing. You are authorized to fight. That's what he was saying. He said, if for nothing, that this daughter of Abraham is being taken advantage of by Satan, it should provoke you. So the same way as believers, you come to church, you're in an environment, and you're seeing something, you fall on your knees, and you know that this is Satan confusing this person, deceiving this person, afflicting this person, either with sickness or financial lack or whatever. You can go to God and say, Lord, I bind the spirit of Satan. I bind the power of the enemy in this life. You have the right. And I tell you, with such provocation, you will experience answers. Because what happens now is that you... You fall along an eternal war that has been fought since. You just line up. That's what happened with David. All the people were seeing Goliath. They were seeing a macho man and small. They were seeing a giant and smaller men. David didn't see giant and smaller men. David saw uncircumcised Philistine, a representative of Satan against God. That's why he said, I'm going to go into this fight. That's what he saw. And from tonight, I pray you begin to see like that. So when that boss rises up in an office and makes himself an idol and threatens and boasts, just know that this one 
It's not between uh, Mr. X and uh, Ogawa. No, it's between God and Satan, an eternal enemy. And God will back you up. The Bible tells us, Romans 8, 28, it says, And we know that what? All things work together for good. To those who what? Love God and are the called according to his purpose. We settle these things as believers. We know. We're not praying about it. We know that all things. So if I do this, they're going to do this to me. But you know that this man is representing Satan in this office. He's intimidating. He's harassing. You know, he's taking advantage of people. All of that. You stand up and say, oh God, this will not continue. What will happen? He say, we know. Not we are suspected. We know that what? Whatever happens there. He says, as long as you're doing it because you love God, which is what? Hating evil. And are called according to his purpose. He said it will be for good. Brethren, these are things that bring out the anointing. You decree things in public, heaven will back you up. Because they know that this thing was a battle, not between you and them. It was between the God who created the heavens and the earth. And the Satan that is opposing him. Praise the Lord somebody. Praise the Lord somebody. So everybody here that is under any affliction from the devil. By the word of the Lord. I decree that you get distressed. You get angry. You get irritated. And we say thus far and no more. In the name of Jesus. You will not tolerate it. You will not accept it. No you don't make room for him. We cast him out. In the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Yes. And in your office, in your house, everywhere you go, just know that Satan annoys God and he should annoy you. We don't tolerate him. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. So we we have this as a background, you know, from our text. And we move on to a few other things that we have here and we'll pray. Come with me to, um, 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 which one do we look at first? Let me introduce the background. So on Sunday, we began to say that God has made us, you and I, to be kings and priests. As I was getting ready for this, the Lord you know, started showing me some things and told me specifically, he said you are his executive arm. It was difficult for me to agree with because in our system, the executive is the most prominent, isn't it? So we have the executive president with all the powers. We have the executive governor with all the powers and all of that. But if the system worked well, you know that the law of the land is supreme. In fact, I tried to check the word executive. The executive exists to perform the laws of the land. Is it because in our system, many things have been turned upside down. That's why we get confused. Every time you swear in a president, the president is taking the constitution and saying for these four years, I will execute what is written in the law. Psalm 149. God is saying, you and I are his executive arm. That's why the Bible can say, you shall decree a thing and it will be established. You speak it and it will be so. Psalm 149, 6, let's, we can actually start from verse 1, but let's just go to 6 from 6, so we move fast. 6 says, let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to do what? Execute vengeance on the nations and punishments on the peoples. Eight. 
to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron. Look at 9, what it says. It said to execute on them, what? The written judgment. It said this honor have what? All his sins. Praise the Lord. Every believer, the moment you get born again, they said to us have been given the power to become sons and daughters of God. That power is executive power. It's not legislative. The word is already there. God has made known his will in his word. So we can't add to his word. Praise the Lord. But you and I take the word now. You read it. You see something. Say, ah, this is the will of God. Praise the Lord. This is the will of God concerning my God. This is the will of God concerning my life. This is the will of God. Then what happens to the executive? The executive takes the will of God and says, this will must be what? Enforced. And how do we enforce it? By speaking. In the place of prayer. If need be, you fast. Praise the Lord. If need be, you walk in the streets and you're speaking it. What you're doing is what? You're executing the written judgment. That's where you need to know. Because when you know, and I say, ah, Daniel was reading by the books. He said, ah, after 70 years, this is what is written. And then he went on and said, let's execute this. Praise the Lord. Say, let's execute it. That's what it is. You and I have been commissioned executives in the kingdom. But if the executive does nothing, the law will continue to be written until an executive that rises that will execute the law. Praise the Lord. Let's go over it again. Thank you for putting it to you. Let's look at it in Amplified, please. Let's look at it in Amplified. Amplified from verse 6. Let's read it together, everybody. Okay, let the high praises of God be in their throats and the two-edged sword in their hands to wreak vengeance upon the nations and chastisement upon the peoples, to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute upon them the judgment written, he, the Lord, is the honor of all his sins. Praise the Lord. Okay, classic catches it better, but it's okay. So we see from this scripture, the Bible you're reading, the word of God you know, is the will of God. And remember in Genesis, it says, let them have dominion. Praise the Lord. Let them be executioners. So why you are different from the people outside is that they don't know God's will. Praise the Lord. They don't know what is written. Now, anybody standing with this constitution has confidence. We established a few years ago that if you look at the world where we live in, they disobedient, they are breakers of the law, but their time is always short. So the devil can be operating against the law and can succeed in it until the law catches up with him. And who is the law now in this case? You are the law. Praise God. I pray we'll have time because you're going to stand up and disallow some things. That's why the Bible says, whatever you disallow, not whatever you analyze. Hey, the thing there, eh? now wow, that is analysis, exclamation. You have not disallowed. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, somebody. Yes, that's what Jesus used for the devil. He said, the devil will say, they say, no, well, this is what the book says. It is written. It is written. It is written. He brought the law. And the same way in legal practice. You quote the constitution. According to section so, so, so. Me Lord or whatever they call themselves. You know. This and this and this. You put it and the case is settled. Whether the judge likes your face. Not in Nigeria. Um, you know. Yes, because in Nigeria they can say because it's uh, the date. is this. They can use technicalities and uh, overcome constitution. But that will cease also in the name of Jesus. 
it will cease in the name of Jesus. Okay, so we are executives to carry out fully the mind of God, the will of God. Now this executive, you know the only problem the executive can have when the executive himself breaks the law. That's the only problem he can have. When the executive is not standing on the law or hasn't followed the law, you know what immediately happens? He vacates every power he has to execute. So the Bible tells us, let's go to, I think, 2 Corinthians 10. 3 says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. Yes. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Look at 6. And being ready to do what? To punish all, let's read it together. I'm being ready. All disobedience, when what? When your obedience is fulfilled. The executive is the primary person that must obey the law first in a system that is working well. Because it's their submission to the constitution that gives the constitution power to allow them to extend the power of the constitution. So that's why the enemy will tempt you and I to break the word, to break the law, so that we don't have the standing to extend it. That's why a few people have had experiences where a demon is being cast. I say, you don't come near. Thursday night, Thursday night, Thursday night. Or Hotel California, Hotel California. <laughs> the man of God will just step aside and just say, they're calling me. Because you see, the demon knows that this man has broken the law. You can't execute you can't execute. Or you're not commissioned. That's why the sons of Sceva said to the man, he said, ah, Jesus I know is on the list, authorized to execute. Paul also I know. But you, I can't see your name on the list. You're breaking the law. They came and started, you know, disciplining the man or the man. Praise the Lord. Are we getting it? You see, we are executives. We're executives. And you see a Christian that is not living in this land. He doesn't understand what it's about. One of the common things you're going to find if you're following some of the things about, you know, some false prophets in our time and all of that. One of the things that go together is that these people, you know, they are masters in iniquity. That's one thing you will see. You will see they are shady, you know. You see all kinds of, you hear all kinds of terrible things about it. Then you see power. That is clear to you that what? They are not executing for God. And what they're doing is shifting cultivation. Somebody comes for headache. They shift headache out. They bring madness. And the madness is the one that is melancholy. The person will just be like this. The headache has gone. No. The madness has said quiet. It's basic. That's how it works. For you to really cast out darkness, you must carry light. You must carry light. Okay? So we're executioners. And from where we began to learn today, know that this is the commission you're carrying. I'm not executing my will. In fact, our Lord Jesus Christ told us to pray, Father which are in heaven, what? Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy what? Thy will be done. We're executioners. The only thing now is that you and I are living in that situation. So you have a better right. You have a local right to bring that will to be done. And God will hear us concerning Nigeria in Jesus' name. I say, God will hear us concerning Nigeria. Okay, Psalm 82. 
Let's look at that as we try to close. Psalm 82, uh, we can start from verse, verse 1. I'm reading from Amplified Classic. If you have it, please put it. I think we have Amplified Classic. We, yes, that's it. I read it. Say, God stands in the assembly of the representatives of God. In the midst of the magistrates or judges, he gives judgment as among the gods. How long will you magistrates or judges judge unjustly and show partiality to the wicked? Sila, pause and calmly think of that. Do justice to the weak, poor and fatherless. Maintain the rights of the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Rescue them out of the hand of the wicked. The magistrates and judges know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. Note this, of what? Complacent satisfaction. All the foundations of the earth, the fundamental principles upon which rest the administration of justice are shaken. Six, I said you are gods. Since you judge on my behalf as my representatives, indeed all of you are children of the Most High, but they shall die, we will not die as mere men, amen? But they shall die as men and fall as one of the princes. Arise, O God, judge the earth, for to you belong all the nations. We see what is happening here. God is saying, I placed you to act on my behalf. As my representatives, as magistrates and judges, when I find you somewhere, I can relax. But he says, you're taking over with complacency. You judge unfairly. You show partiality. What do you think God will do to such judges? He said they die like men. You lose the power. You lose the authority. Praise the Lord. You lose it. That's why we're learning. So that when you learn these things, anywhere you stand, is direct current from heaven. Praise the Lord. You speak the word, God is backing it up. Because you're speaking his word. Because from yourself, from your family, from your household, from the one that interests you, you've already stood for him. You know, I don't understand how people reason. You know, the matters that concern them, they bend. Then the matters that don't concern them, you see them wanting to declare, which current now can you control when to? It's, it won't work. Praise the Lord. It won't work. So you want to work with God it must apply everywhere. Both visible that men can notice and the one men can see. The ones that are private to yourself. God is not partisan. Praise God. God is light. There's never been a place where you can see darkness. You see light. Then somewhere in the middle of the light, you see darkness. You say, no, this darkness is from my village. We allow it to remain here. No, the light must what? Dispel the darkness. It has no fellowship. It doesn't allow it. Praise the Lord. And when it proceeds like that, what betide the darkness that will not want to come and resist it? It won't be able to survive. So tonight, God is reminding us, you're my representatives. Praise the Lord. You are my, I've appointed you. Everywhere you find yourself in, you are acting as a judge on my behalf. Whether things that are private to you, things that concern those that you love, things that concern those that, unquote, you don't love or hate. It says, stand where I stand. Brethren, God has one constituency. The whole world is his. For God so loved the world. That's why they can tell us, pray for your enemies. Because God also loves them. So what is the advantage I have? We made a statement on, sun, on Sundays. I thought someone should ask me. We, we made a statement on Sunday that the fact that I'm going to church and my enemy is going to the shrine 
or the mosque anywhere does not give me advantage over them. Ask me how. You see, God loves all of us. Praise the Lord. But what advantage does the person going to church have? The person going to church knows where God stands on the issue. So when you know where God stands on that issue, what does the person going to church do? You adjust yourself to stand. That is righteousness. That is having done all to what? To stand. So that when the arrow or the sword of God's judgment stretches out, you are already in the place of peace with him. As simple as that. But to say that because I go to church and I'm wrong, all my enemies fall and die, that prayer is a waste of time. God doesn't kill your enemies. God kills his enemies. If he even kills any. God does not kill your enemies. If God were to kill your enemies, you know, they told us, where is somebody here? They would have killed somebody's mother. The person used to pray, God, kill my mother. Because he hated the mother. The mother was trying to bring out the best in him. God would have killed all your loved ones. Some teenagers here that are so angry with their parents. You took away my phone. You didn't allow me to go to the party. You didn't allow me to wear this. You didn't allow me to go here. Lord, I hate this woman. I hate this man. God doesn't answer those prayers. Because you don't even know your enemies. God deals with his enemies. So wisdom is make your enemies or so-called enemies to be God's enemies. You don't bring a list and say, God, God, these are the people that want to fall down and die. They'll be looking at you. Do you understand? You know, we, we waste a lot of time and we call it Christian. We practice witchcraft. It's only, a, it's only a demon that you can choose who you want him to kill. You want him to oppose. No! God is the righteous judge. He stands on the line. Righteousness is his. He said the foundations of his throne are what? Righteousness and justice. You can't bring in justice to God and ask him to empower it. The power of God doesn't do that. Praise the Lord. It's very simple. So you look at some people, know that what they're doing is not Christianity. Many, a few years ago, I decided, let me even listen to these people and know what they actually say. They said a prayer point. I say, is this the same Christ that saved me that they're praying to? Say you ate in the dream. Everybody that gave you that food in the dream, die, die, die. The person gave you food in the dream. Eh? Why do you want to kill him in, with your awakeness? If you didn't enjoy the food, the next time you sleep, return the food. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, where, where, which, where, where are you finding these things? But, the, but you see, they shoot the flesh because it has a me. And my enemies. It's not you and your enemies. All things work together for good to those who do well, Who love God and are the called according to his purpose. If it's not in line with his purpose, you're wasting your time. And what's his purpose? As the Lord lives, the knowledge of the glory of the Lord shall cover the earth. As the waters what? Cover the sea. What is the knowledge of the glory of the His judgment on evil. And his exaltation of good. Let's rise on our feet. <clears throat> Father, we thank you. I, I, I want us to go to God. Lord, help me to be further aligned with your purpose. To, let, let me locate myself. That's the place of safety. That's the place of prosperity. That's the place of wisdom. That's the place of stability. When I'm aligned with this purpose, nobody, some people want to get blessed because somebody insulted them. You're wasting your time. 
God does not have enemies because of you. God has enemies because of his glory. He said, my glory I will not share with any man. Until Pharaoh said to Moses, who is the Lord that I should hear him? Pharaoh was enjoined. But when he made that statement, God said, I will teach Pharaoh who the Lord is. Your assignment and my assignment is to stand on the Lord's side so that anybody that opposes me, that opposes you, is opposing God. Father, help me, O Lord. Let me love your purpose. Let me align with your purpose. Let me fall in love with your purpose. Help me. Help me, Lord. I want you to ask the Lord. He has said, you are on my list as my representative. Help me to live for you. Help me to stand for you. You're, 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 you're in a personal situation now. Disagreement with some people. Don't ask for your side. Lord, bring me to your side. Whatever stand, wherever you are, whatever it is that you want done, Lord, let me find grace to be aligned to you, oh Lord, in this matter. That's why as a nation, we are careful. We are on nobody's side. We just want the Lord's side because the Lord is on his side. The commander of the host of heaven said to Joshua, I'm not on your side. I've come as the commander of the heavenly host. It was Joshua that bowed to the commander. He didn't bring the commander to his side. Because God is the most high. Jehovah reigns. Jehovah rules. He's king over kings. Lord over all lords. And God is wishing, desiring that all men will come to repentance. And to the knowledge of the truth. Even my enemies. Even our enemies. So what do I desire? Lord, let your glory be seen through me. Let your power be seen through me. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Help me. Lord, help me. Matako lake legere bando. kapo jende legere banda sando. He said, no, you know that you are God. But you have judged unfairly. You have been economical with the truth but tonight we are coming to Jehovah we are saying you are God we are your people Lord we want to align with you you have chosen us you have called us you have anointed us we want to be on your side that's where we want to be we want to be found serving you obedient to you yielded to you pursuing your interest Lord, I receive, oh Lord, the anointing. I receive the consciousness. I receive a love for good. I receive a love for that which is right. I receive, oh Lord, a hatred for evil. Lord, even when it pertains to me, help me, oh Lord. Help me. So that your power, your power can flow through me. Your glory can be seen through me. Lord, help me. Help me, O oh Lord, my God. Help me, O oh Lord, my God. Help me. Help me. Help me. The King of Kings has commissioned you and I that we may go and enforce His will, enforce His interest in our diverse domains, in our diverse areas, that we may be His representatives. He has given us power to own where we are. And is there anything private to us? He says he is our father. He will not allow us to be tempted beyond what we can bear. There is a way of escape. There is a way of escape. Father, we thank you. 
let's thank the Lord. He said, this honor have all his sins. Let's thank him for this privilege. He said, you are children of the most high God. He said, your magistrates and judges on my behalf. He said, I've commissioned you. I've appointed you. I've chosen you to go into the world and make disciples. Father, we thank you. Lord, as a church, we come to you. And we ask, Father, help us, O Lord, to be faithful to you. Help us to be faithful to you. We receive the grace to be faithful, even in small things. And concerning our nation, help us to be found on the right side. Let your power flow through us. He said you're looking for men that you can use, women that you can use. Lord, we pray you find them in the Father's church. Because you'll see men and women aligned with you and to you. Lord, we thank you. I pray for my brothers and sisters. Lord, you promised in your word that you know the things they have need of. Their burdens, their circumstances, their situations they are going through right now. Lord, I stand, oh Lord, as their servant, as the shepherd. And I say, Father, behold your children. Miracles are nothing to you. Work miracles for them. Even tonight. Even by this time tomorrow. Let them know that you are their father. And that you love them. Meet them at their point of need. Lord, anywhere the enemy is occupying ground in this life. By the authority I have as a child of God. I bind that strong man. And I cast him away. I say the children of God. They have the liberty to enjoy the goodness of their father to operate fully in the commission that God has commissioned them nothing will hinder you every resource that you need to serve this your God to worship him and to honor him the Lord will supply to you wisdom, finances, good health love, joy, everything Father we thank you we give you praise thank you O Lord our God in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Praise the Lord somebody. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.com. God bless you.